the stories of mahabharata retold by sudipta bhaumik welcome dear friends to another episode of the stories of mahabharata in the last episode we heard how the pandavas emerged from their hiding and revealed their identities to king virat and the world The day after Uttara and Abhimanyu's wedding, the Pandavas, along with their friends and relatives, assembled in the palace of King Virat. Krishna, Balaram, Satyaki, Drupad, Pradyumna, and many other stalwarts adorned the court. The servants and courtesans served them fresh fruit and drinks. The musicians played festive music. They all looked happy and content after the long festivities. but the pandavas knew this peace and joy won't last long they have to make plans and prepare to get back their kingdom from duryodhan while the others had a great time yudhishthir looked at krishna krishna noticed the anxiety in yudhishthir's eyes he stood up and raised his hand and the music stopped the guests stopped talking and turned their attention to krishna krishna said dear friends after 12 long years in exile followed by one year in hiding the pandavas have completed their end of the bargain duryodhan defeated yudhishthir in a rigged game of dice still yudhishthir and his brothers accepted their loss and did whatever they had agreed to do now it is duryodhan's turn to return pandavas their kingdom but knowing duryodhan it is unlikely that he do the right thing the pandavas have the might to crush the kauravas if they want i'm sure if needed you won't hesitate to join the pandavas in this righteous battle either however before taking recourse to violence and war i suggest we send a messenger to hastinapur with the request that they peacefully return the pandavas half of the kingdom balaram krishna's brother taught duryodhan the fine skills of fighting with a mace balaram felt his disciple was being ill treated by krishna and his followers he stood up and said i agree to krishna's proposal of sending a messenger of peace but the messenger and his message should not antagonize duryodhan duryodhan is not weak and he has friends too and his friends do not think yudhishthir was defeated in an unfair game of dice it was yudhishthir's fault to accept the challenge when he knew he had limited expertise in the game Shakuni is a skilled player and he defeated Yudhishthir fair and square. I don't understand why Duryodhan is always blamed for Yudhishthir's folly. 
Satyaki didn't like the way Balaram tried to defend Duryodhan. He said, How could you say the game was fair? A game is always played between equals. Duryodhan knew Yudhishthir was an inexperienced player and he was never a match for Shakudi. Still, Yudhishthir accepted the defeat with grace and fulfilled his promise. Now it is their turn. Why should the Pandavas beg for what they rightfully deserve? Drupad, the king of Panchal and the father-in-law of the Pandavas now stood up to address the gathering. He looked at Satyaki and said, You are right. A vile person like Duryodhan would never give back the Pandavas their kingdom without a fight. The Kuru elders wouldn't be of any help either. Dhritarashtra would only follow his sons. Bhishma and Drona are tied by their obligation to the throne. Hence, I strongly recommend that we prepare for war while we keep the peaceful negotiations in motion. We should arrange to send emissaries to all the kings and kingdoms and ask them to join us as our ally. I'm sure Duryodhana would do the same. Remember, the kings would support those from whom they receive the request first. That is the norm. Krishna bowed to Drupad and said, You are the oldest and the wisest amongst us. Please do whatever you think is the best for the Pandavas. Arrange to send a qualified messenger to Hastinapur with the message of peace and reconciliation. If Duryodhana doesn't budge, then arrange to pursue allies for the Pandavas. The meeting ended with that note. Krishna along with his contingent went back to Dwarka. Drupad, Virat and Yudhishthir began their long meetings to strategize. They felt it would be foolish of them to wait for a response from Duryodhan and then begin the war preparations. They decided to dispatch messengers to the friendly kings requesting their support in case the war happens. Drupad called one of his senior most minister and said, You know the history of the Pandavas and the Kauravas. I entrust you with the job of delivering the message of peace to the Kuru king Dhritarashtra and humbly request him to return the Pandavas, they are half of the kingdom. If you can convince Dhritarashtra, then there is a possibility Duryodhan might change his mind. Vidur would support you and so would Vishma and Drona. But if you can convince enough of the advisors and ministers that they should refrain from war, then it would be difficult for Duryodhan to get them back in line. We could use that time to increase our strength and gain more allies. Do you understand? The minister smiled and said, Don't worry, my king. I will do my best. Saying so, he prepared to depart for Hastinapur. The news of the Pandavas' attempt to seek allies did not remain a secret for long. 
the spies of Hastinapur informed Duryodhan that the Pandava messengers are crisscrossing the country, going from one kingdom to the other and convincing the kings to join the Pandava ranks. Duryodhan jumped into action. He immediately sent out his emissaries to gain allies and bolster his military might. But he knew the most prized ally would be their common cousin, Krishna. He knew Krishna favored the Pandavas. But if he could reach him in person before the Pandavas, then as per the norm, Krishna would have to join him. The moment this thought came to his mind, Duryodhan left for Dwarka on his fastest chariot. When Duryodhan arrived in Dwarka, he was relieved to discover that the Pandavas couldn't beat him in the race. Duryodhan was told, Krishna is asleep. If he wanted, he could wait in Krishna's bedroom until he woke up. Duryodhan stepped into the room and found Krishna deep asleep in his bed. He tiptoed into the room and sat down on a chair near Krishna's head. Few moments later, Arjun walked into the room. He was disappointed to find Duryodhan already there sitting in his room. However, he didn't leave. Arjun sat down on the bed near Krishna's feet. A little later, Krishna woke up and saw Arjun sitting near his feet. Then he turned around and saw Duryodhan sitting on the chair next to his head. Duryodhan and Arjun both stood up and bowed to Krishna to show their respect. Krishna welcomed them and said, It is great to see you cousins together after a long time. What brings you here? Duryodhan said, Krishna, you must be aware of the possibility of war between us and the Pandavas. I pray it really doesn't happen and we resolve our dispute without any bloodshed. However, if war happens, I would like to request you to support us. You are our cousin and I know you treat us both with equal compassion. But I was here first and as per the norms, you should join me. Krishna smiled and said, Duryodhan, you may have come here first, but I have seen Arjun before I saw you. Duryodhan's face turned red with humiliation. He felt anger seething inside him. He looked hard at Arjun and said, I should have guessed. Krishna laughed and said, <laughs> Don't worry, don't worry Duryodhan. I want to support you both. I have two choices to offer. You can either opt for me or opt for 100 million of my fierce Narayani warriors. Each Narayani warrior is as powerful and strong as me. If you opt for me, I'll join you only as an advisor and not as a warrior. I will not pick up a weapon and I will not fight. Now you decide what do you want. Since Arjun is the younger one and I've seen him first, I'd like to ask him first. Arjun, what would you opt for? Arjun knelt in front of Krishna and with folded palms he said, Krishna, I choose you. 
Krishna said, Are you sure? Remember, I won't fight. The Narayani warriors are the most dreaded in the world and any army would be fortunate to have them. Arjun didn't budge. He said, I want you by my side, nothing else. Krishna held Arjun and said, Well then, you will have me. Duryodhan, you can have 100 million Narayani soldiers. I hope you are happy. Duryodhan was indeed happy. How could Krishna help if he didn't fight? He bowed to Krishna and said, I humbly accept your offer. Thank you, cousin. After Duryodhan left the room, Krishna asked Arjun, Why did you pick me? How could I be of any help to you in a war? Arjun smiled and said, I have always wished to have you as my charioteer. With you as my charioteer, I can conquer the world. Krishna embraced Arjun and said, So be it. I'll be your charioteer and fulfill your wish. After leaving Krishna's quarters, Duryodhan went to visit his guru, Balaram. After paying his respects, Duryodhan asked Balaram for his support. Balaram said, My dear Duryodhan, I tried to defend you at the meeting we had in Virat's court. But Krishna didn't listen to me. Trust me, I am not at all happy the way they treat you. But I can't leave my brother Krishna either. Hence I decided I won't support either of the parties. Although he didn't get Balaram's support, Duryodhan left Dwarka feeling good about this trip. He thought, with a neutral Balaram and an unarmed Krishna, he has already won half the battle. The hundred million Narayani soldiers would do the rest. Salva, the king of Madra, was one of the most powerful kings whose support was sought after by both the sides. The Pandavas were his nephews. Since the late Queen Madri, mother of Nakul and Sahadev, was his sister. Salva longed to see his nephews, the Pandavas, and was on his way to the city of Upaplabya. When Duryodhan came to know of this, he hatched a plan. He instructed his men to build several rest camps on the way to the Pandava retreat. The camps were beautifully decorated and loaded with delicious food and drinks. Musicians and acrobats were hired to entertain the tired travelers. Duryodhan's men invited the king and his entourage to the rest camps whenever he passed them. Salva and his men couldn't avoid the invitation and they were treated like gods. Pleased with the hospitality, Salva asked, Who built these wonderful rest camps? I wish to reward him. Duryodhan was waiting for this opportunity. He stepped out and bowed in front of Salva. Uncle Salva, I am glad you liked my humble arrangement. It has been my honor to serve you. Salva embraced Duryodhan and said, I am really pleased. Ask me anything you want. I will give it to you. With folded palms, Duryodhan said, O king, 
if you wish to reward me i have a humble request please take charge of our army and lead us in the forthcoming battle sal was taken aback he had always intended to support the pandavas his direct nephews but now he couldn't take back his word he said so be it i will fulfill your wish and join your team in the battle duryodhan was ecstatic he said well then after you visit the pandavas please come to hastinapur i look forward to your advice and guidance salva reached the pandava camp and described the incident to yudhishthir yudhishthir said uncle i would never ask you to take back your word but i would like to request you to do us one favor when arjun fights karna i'm sure you'd be karna's charioteer and when this happens i'd ask you to demoralize karna and make him weak by whatever means possible you must do this for us salva smiled and said don't worry i will serve the evil karna as his charioteer during the battle i would pour such vile words into his ears that he'd lose his concentration and his will to fight he'd lose his powers and arjun should have no problem in killing him the pandavas and the kauravas continued their efforts to accumulate their strength hundreds of kings from far and near joined the pandava side and promised to support them with their military might soon the pandavas amassed an army of seven akshavahinis an akshavahini comprised of 21870 chariots 21870 elephants 65610 cavalry and 109350 infantry the kauravas also were able to build a huge army with the support from the kings all around the country at the end the kaurava army strength rose to 11 akshavahinis four akshavahini more than the pandavas duryodhan felt confident that the pandavas would have no chance against him when the war happens however the kuru seniors were not so sure they wanted to give diplomacy a chance before an all out war broke out between the cousins for the new such a war would have devastating consequences and would wipe out a huge number of men from the land of bharata the stories of mahabharata is written directed and told by shudipta bomik audio engineering original music and sound design by avi ziv find us online at facebook.com/mahabharatapodcast join the group for updates and news Subscribe to the podcast using iTunes or any other podcast catcher. On Twitter, we are at Mahabharat Audio. The podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons non-commercial license.